Today on the Marvel Cinematic Universe Podcast, we are discussing feedback about Falcon and the Winter Soldier, everything up through episode five. All that and more right after this ad we have no control over. Welcome to the Marvel Cinematic Universe Podcast. My name is Matthew Carroll. I'm Batman. <laughs> no. Jeff's not Batman. Jeff is Jeff. I am and Jeff our producer. <laughs> and our producer chair. We're already loopy. We've been at this for two hours already. And I'm, yeah, and we got so much feedback to get to. Uh, Ashley Coffin is our, our producer chair today. How you doing, Ash? <laughs> um, I can't wait to talk about probably my favorite episode <laughs> so far. <laughs> that seems to be the consensus because a lot of people have been saying this is the best episode. Yeah. It was a full hour of everything I needed. Yeah, I've been feeling that almost every week, but this week really was like a really great synthesis of all of the things. Um, and I loved it. Let's, let's hit Ashley's corner then. You didn't get to talk on Friday, so what did you think? Okay, I'm just going to blow through all this real quick. Do uh, it. Um, blow through it. I, my first note is, wow, seven minutes in and he tried to kill both Sam and Bucky with the shield. Cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, right? both of them within like... Three minutes and then seven. I'm like, really? Were you going to kill them and just walk out of there? So many Mm -hmm. thoughts about how he just like ran away from the scene. And I will say that this episode did make me feel the most feelings towards John Walker. Like, like, oh, like, okay, I get it a little bit, but uh, not enough to make me care. Um, Please (laughs) tell me that Sam is about to get a nanotech suit that has wings if they're there, but I really need it to be like a nanotech new cap, red, white, and blue, shiny, gorgeous suit. Yeah. I like the nanotech idea. I don't know. I like, yeah. I can't wait to see what this suit looks like. I know. It's got to be nanotech though, right? I mean, if if it wasn't nanotech and I was Sam, I'd be like, what is this? Like, (laughs) I just want to be like- And have it appear. And like, if you have Red Wing, what if it can just like absorb into his suit now? I would take it. That would be really cool. Um, That would be rad. That would be rad. Contessa Valentina Allegra Di Fontaine. Oh my God. I was texting you guys. Like, this is why Ken's like, this is why I tell you not to pick up your phone when you're watching these shows. Because I was like, oh my God, she might be the power broker. And I completely missed her saying her name. So uh, yeah, oh, and then Jeff was like, uh, "It's Madame Hydra." I was like, "Oh, I didn't." And I went back and watched it again. I was like, "There it was, right there at the beginning." She even said, "Like it's actually this, like full name, and also don't <laughs> call, call me, Val. me Val because yes. don't call me Val because keep it in your head." Uh, my favorite kind of agent, a triple agent, uh, best kind of agents that she can be, right? And uh, mm. comics lore stuff, like she used to date Fury. Like the the storylines that we could get from her are pretty mm-hmm. insane. It almost makes me think mm. that maybe she was going to be introduced in Black Widow first. Yeah, yeah. because There's, she's with the Soviets and the Leviathan. Well, yeah, she was with Leviathan. Leviathan's get ties to the Red Room. Um, mm-hmm. She's also been a part of Hydra, which we. Have thought have uh, have had ties to the Red Room. There's a lot. There's a lot There's to a lot. as much I'm as she back. has all those comics connections. I think they might just be repurposing this character. As I think the reason a character in comics like that, the reason they have so many of those connections and so many different names is because often they are just repurposing them for another story they yeah. want to tell. And like, oh yeah, this. Contessa is now working for Hydra and now she's working for Levi. Like it's not necessarily <laughs> that they sculpt that story. You know what I mean? Yeah. So now they're just going to repurpose it for whatever they're wanting to tell. And I think it's Thunderbolts. I think this Thunderbolts coming, man. She used to run a group though called Femforce and guess who the leader yeah. of Femforce was? 
Oh gosh, Sharon, right? Yes. And I'm just like, all of this is falling into place like really mm-hmm. awesome. Like, I don't know where they're going with it, but I just like that I know all of this information and it makes like who Sharon meeting up with that other girl and being like, we have a lot of problems. Like, ooh, maybe they have their own little femme force going on already. Or the Dark right. Avengers, like her just picking up everybody. Because Sharon would have a very serious reason to be upset with the U.S., just like uh, Walker does now. It's really interesting, though, with Sharon being like uh, the one of the people to help bring Hydra down for her to be working with someone who we know as Madam Hydra. Like, I don't know. It's interesting. It's interesting that Sharon has fallen as far as she has uh, from where we met her. But I also know things she does in comics are not exactly the same as they, they've done here. If they go by the show, what the government's done to her has been pretty horrible. I mean, For I'm sure. petty, so it would be really easy to get me to turn. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's uh, there's feedback that I hope that we get to uh, specifically about Sharon and some hints about her turning and uh, and right. kind of like why and whatnot. But we have some of that. I don't know if it's the one you're thinking of, but the by the painting. way. This is, oh, oh yeah. yes, 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 yes. There, that did leave that in because it was so insightful. Um, we have tons of feedback, by the way, just so y'all know. We're not getting to everybody's tonight. We just could not. We got, we got as much as we could into the show and we may not even make it through this. Uh, I'm sorry. Continue, Ash. We keep interrupting Ashley's story. Um, that's okay. That's okay. Uh, the <laughs> yeah. Sharon Bartok thing is crazy. Like, uh, poor Bartok just gets Batrock. set up to Batrock. Whatever tomato well, car. <laughs> is, she be, is he being set up? Like, why Sharon got in that car and said we have we have pro we have a problem. A couple of them actually. She's talking about Bucky and Sam, and like, unless she's not, but that's what I think. I think she's talking mm-hmm. about Bucky and Sam. And then in this scene, she's like hiring an assassin to go. His main motivation is to kill Sam. Like that's what he wants that's, to do. Yeah, what's she doing? Uh, it's not good. I still she's think, like, I really hope she's, like, super, super undercover. But, yeah, that, uh, she definitely had a Motorola, not an iPhone. <laughs> <laughs> Motorola confirmed. Yeah, Motorola. Zemo's arc was beautiful. <laughs> I really just can't stop loving what they're doing with his character. Um, but I kept texting Jeff, like, I just don't understand why Wakanda would give him over to Ross. It, it doesn't make any sense to me, except to set up plot. Um, but yeah. it means it's going to be plot that I love because he's not going anywhere then. So that's yep. fine. <laughs> it might have to do with like whatever treaties they have about the situation that destroyed the UN, you know? Yeah. Uh, maybe, or, or, or like the kinds of prisons that they need to keep Zemo th- there. But yeah, they're just lining up here. I mean, I, I can't imagine this faux Captain America is not going to also end up in the raft and like thunderbolts. I, I, I know. Thunderbolts. I just see it absolutely. The the final like post credit sequence is Ross walking up to like two cells, and it's like uh, maybe three, maybe abominations in there oh, too. Yes. You've got like abomination, <laughs> and uh, I would just lose my shit. Mm-hmm. Um, but you got like abomination or t- Tim Roth, not abomination, but, like little Tim, Tim Roth, Roth in there. I love him so much. And then you. Me too. And then you've got uh, Captain America and or the you Crapped know America. Uh, U.S. Crapped, Crapped America. America. Sure. Yeah, um, with his new faux shield. Like, get out of my face. Yes. Oh, I love it. <laughs> like, I who love do you think you are? Shield. And I didn't like that they were channeling like Tony Stark vibes. I'm like, please stop everything that you're doing right now. <laughs> I did. I loved it. I no. loved it so much. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, um, and pretty much like the, the uh, go ahead. What are you going to laugh? Oh, no, I, was, I was laughing because like, you know, we got Tony Stark doing things by hand, you know, with, uh, with hammers and anvils and things like that because he had a box of scraps in a cave and then Crafton America goes to his like garage and gets a, a freaking hand grinder. Yeah, I'm like, what and are he's you like, doing? He's like trying to make this this shield. And his, he's like, ah, I got the best aluminum. Yeah, right. And it's like, you're a cosplayer, dude. Like, you're a yeah. cosplayer at best. I think Jay Sessions uh, put a photo in the uh, the chat. It was him or Blake, and it was like a spray painted like fan with the shield, and some guy just dressed up like Captain America. Like nobody asked in Captain America next week and he's like eh. it's just like yep. he's that's funny yep yep <laughs> that's it really yeah uh, tony is an engineer creating amazing things in a cave uh crafted america is in the regular world with all the resources he could get and he's in there watching youtube videos on how to like build a shield <laughs> yeah um like he's seriously watching cosplay youtube and that's yep. yeah that's what's happening it's crazy. He's like, ah, oh, shit, I, I forgot how to weld. <laughs> yeah. We go watch a video on how to weld. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, the Bucky, Bucky Sam bromance that just like this, this episode, them on the boat and then them having the conversation are probably my two favorite parts of the entire series. And I'm an action person. Um, so mm. yeah, their conversation at the end when they're like practicing with the shield, I just love it. And I love where they are now. Yeah. And I can't wait to see where we're going. Cause we have one more episode left, but that's not the end of the story. And yeah. that's what I think is the most exciting about all this. Don't you feel yeah. like when they were yeah. bouncing the shield back and forth off of a tree between the two of them, that was like, that was like the two of them throwing a football back and forth to each other. Mm-hmm. For sure. For sure. Or a Frisbee. Yeah. Just, you know, just standing out in the yard, chucking and talking. Uh, seeing Sam with the shield in this episode was like a breath of fresh air. Like we've seen it with Walker for so long that even like, I honestly feel like even if you were on the fence about Sam being the next Captain America after going through so many episodes and then seeing blood on the shield and then going back to Sam, you're like, yes, you're home and I'm happy. (laughs) Yep. I've said it before, but I think that's the genius thing about the way they organize the show to like make, us all, cause I could definitely see us watching this show. If, if they just started it and he has the shield and he's like, he's out there running around as Captain America, we would have, even I would have been a little resistant, like a little bit. Cause I'm like, is he Captain America? Yeah. Did he really earn it though? Mm-hmm. Like, and this is, they, they did it perfectly by showing us like, what could be, what could go wrong if you give it to the wrong person? And then seeing him, crying wiping the blood off the shield just shows how much he cares about the symbol and 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 steve's legacy and i i am i'm down man i'm so down i I, i'm so excited for him to be cap and i can't wait to see his new suit i know fashion so good good. giving us that freaking pulp fiction what's in the box box? tell me what's in the box (laughs) Oh man, I went back and rewatched WandaVision, um, the whole series this weekend, like all of it on Sunday. Aww. Or all of it on Saturday. Either, either way. Nice. Uh, when it got to episode two and they were doing the magic show and everybody in the crowd was like, what's in the box? What's in the box? I was like, what's in the box? <laughs> oh, you should have sent me that. That's a great TikTok. You should definitely do like a what's in the box and then like have the, have the little falcon. Sorry, I, Matt I think thinks about the in world. TikToks you, now. You think I think in TikTok, TikTok now. 
we'll Listen, get there. Well, we'll catch up at some we're point. We're trying. We're just we're, we're not on the cutting edge like Matt is. Yeah, I mean, Jeff and I are yeah. just not there yet. Yeah, I'm I'm over here like programming things, trying to just get things working, and Matt's like in the future. Yeah, you got you guys got to join the the young kids like me and and make some TikToks. Aren't you the oldest person out of the three of us? Maybe uh, not. Doubt that's true. But I'm not going to talk about that live. Let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anything else, Ash? You wanted to hit before we get no, into feedback? I think that was it. Thank, thank you for having my corner. Was good today. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for doing it. All right, and we are seriously short on time, so we are basically going to run through these feedbacks in speed round form, and we're only going to throw out our commentary if we have something to say. Does yes. that seem good? Yeah. Send me away. Like, that's perfect. Oh, yeah. Thank you for reminding me. Uh, Ashley's going to go to her feedback cave and round up the live feedback. Uh, and we're going to hit these feedbacks as fast as we like can because there's so much. Something. And we're not going to get to anything near. Hold on one second. I'm Let me still fix here. this. Sorry. There we go. <laughs> um, boop, boop. Yep. And we're not going to get to anything near all the feedback, uh, that we, that we got in. If we, even if we make it through what we've got here. So. What you got, Jeff? Lydia Herbert, one of our patrons, says, What an episode! Such a heavy one. I'm glad they're tackling race. It's an issue, so it needs to be addressed. And John has lost it and truly believes he is perfect for the mantle of Cap. Zemo has grown so much from Civil War. Why was Sharon on the phone to Batrock? That was hell sus. Love you guys, <laughs> 3000. Absolutely. The Sharon stuff, man. Crazy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jeffrey James, one of our patrons and longtime uh, writer in her, says, well, yeah. well, thanks to the MCU cast, I'm back on board. The key piece of information was that the story had to be rewritten because it crashed on the pandemic. A little bit of confusion should probably be expected. Anyway, one mm. of the things you're debating is whether the U.S. government will back the so-called Captain America. Uh, to refresh your memory, Trump pardoned numerous IRL war criminals. There's no question in my mind that about 34% of the country would absolutely celebrate if somebody like Fake Cap killed, let's say, a Muslim terrorist on video. It's a fair point. It's a fair it's point. A fair point. Luckily, they, they, uh, they definitely reprimanded him, though. It did feel like a slap on the wrist. Like, it, they said, like, yeah, because, of your, sure. because of your exemplary service record, uh, that's the only reason we're not considering or recommending court-martial. Like, no, man, you should probably court-martial the guy that killed a dude in cold blood on foreign soil, like, in front of everybody. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I fully agree with you. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's see. Dylan Hunsinger, one of our new patrons, says, hey, hey guys, and Ashley, who famously doesn't want to be referred hey. to as dude, you're amazing. <laughs> I've been listening for the past two to three years, and I'd told you I would become a patron when it was financially possible for me to do so. So here I am. Hey, thanks. Buddy. Thank you, Dylan. Hey. He says, I think you, Matt hit the nail on the head a couple of episodes ago when talking about how the Bucky flashback in Wakanda made him feel. Marvel has shown a strong ability to really allow their main players, Tony, Steve, Thor, Nat, Hulk, T'Challa, Peter, Guardians, Scott, Strange, etc. Probably could have said etc. earlier. <laughs> To grow, <laughs> allowing them to grow and have strong character development with deep backstories and origins. But their secondary characters, while fun and important to the story, we know very little about them and don't have much of a reason to be attached to them. 
So now they're taking those characters that we know very little about, Wanda, Vision, Bucky, Sam, Loki, Rhodey, Fury, Clint, etc., and really taking the time to flesh them out so we can really get to know them on a similar level to the main players. Sorry for the long-winded remark. As I said, I've listened to you guys since Infinity War came out, and it's been awesome to watch the Stranded Panda community continue to grow. You're all's fearlessness to talk about real-life issues, and pulling back the curtains of your real lives and allowing yourselves to be vulnerable is really inspiring, and I know the rest of the community feels the same. Can't wait to see what you guys do in the next year. Love you all. Three times ten times ten times ten. I think hmm. I think that's three thousand. I think that's three thousand. I don't do math well, but I think that's three thousand. <laughs> thank so thank nice. you, Dylan. That's super nice. Ashley loves it because they because he said they're that she's amazing. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> why why would the A she? words uh, really get right to me? Amazing, <laughs> awesome, attractive. <laughs> <laughs> they get my attention. Uh, yep. <laughs> uh, oh, we forgot to mention it up top, abominable. by the way. We were supposed to have a short <laughs> I like that. news segment at the top of this that we forgot to do. Uh, it was just announced that Alfred Molina is confirmed to return as Doc Ock. From yeah. All the news sources are saying he confirmed that he was the Sam Raimi version of Doc Ock. Yeah, there was a there was an interview where yeah. he just came out and was just like, yeah, I was, I was talking to Sam Raimi and like, I'm, I'm a little bit worried about coming back to the character like over a decade later. And it's supposed to just be a continuation right after the the character like sank his his experiment in Spider Man Two, or like you know sank the the reactor, and it's supposed to pick right. up like right after that. But I didn't. I, they're gonna. De-age I read a lot of the quotes. I didn't read the entire thing. Yeah, they said they could de-age him, um, but I didn't see the part where he said it was exactly a Sam the Sam Raimi version. But I, I, I still think it is. I don't think, especially since they've already announced Electro is. Yeah. Well, the the interview that I read is that it's picking up directly at the end of Spider-Man 2. Spider-Man 2. Where he goes into the water and you think he's dead. Um, but obviously it ripped a hole in space-time and plakow, here he is. Put him somewhere else, yeah. yeah. I, I've been for years saying that's not how suns work. You can't just like put them in the water. Yeah. You just pour some water you know, on and it, like put it out. Pour some water on the sun. Put it out real that, quick. That's, that's how you boil an ocean. That's not how you <laughs> like stop the chain reaction of a sun. Well, anyway, you know, if a sun got started in our atmosphere, it would probably ignite the whole atmosphere. But that's yeah, beside the point. Absolutely. The, the the thing that this makes me think though, and I you guys tell me what you think about this uh theory. I think that the introduction of the other Spider-Men, possibly, uh, Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire, uh, they're, they're only rumors at this point, but with Alfred Molina being confirmed and Jamie Foxx being confirmed, I, I feel like they're a foregone conclusion at this point. Um, especially with Spider-Verse, the movie being into the Spider-Verse being so popular. Um, I think what they're setting up to do, and you tell me if you think I'm totally off base, but like, a lot of people are worried, including Kevin Feige, about what they're going to do with the Sony-verse, with the Venom, with Venom, and with uh, Morbius, and like, you remember that interview where the Sony head was Pascal. saying, oh yeah, yeah, Pascal was saying, they're totally connected, they're absolutely connected. And he's just like, um, internally screaming, like, yeah, and, and he has the face like, oh no, I didn't agree to that. Yeah, like, we didn't um, talk about this, Amy. Right. Well, then it's a few years later, and now they've set up this whole multiverse thing. 
I think they could absolutely make a Sony verse of spider stories with a version of Spider-Man, possibly even played by Tom Holland, but maybe not. And then like have that be a separate universe from the MCU. They could even let it touch in these multiverse connections, but like what if this is all setting up two Spider-Man verses at once? It could be, um, I don't know that I would like that, but I, I've been thinking, I've been, uh, I guess I'm worried. I don't know. Like, I've been thinking right. that um, that it, it could be leading to uh, Tom Holland getting dumped off into another universe and uh, the MCU losing Spider-Man. And, right. that, you know, that's kind of scary because, like, they've done so great with him. And Spider-Man has been such a, a great voice of the audience, almost. Or, or at least a voice of the yeah. younger crowd. Um, especially, like, with him being so referential of pop culture, like, it, it hits, it's me. It's me on screen. It's, it's, that's, he's, he's me. He's speaking for me. Yeah. Like, you got them, you got them spider powers. I got the I spider powers on screen. It's great. <laughs> like, I'm so, uh, like, I'm so pleased every time he's just like, do you remember that old movie? Yeah, like he's so fun. It's such a he's fun so character, great. and I don't want to lose that. But we might. And I'm. I think you're absolutely right. That is one possible outcome that they drop him off in another universe. He ends up staying there, uh, and then maybe that's the end of uh, Spider-Man: uh, Far From Home or Home uh, Spider-Man: What No Way Home. When he like uh, we we've seen that picture of him going up and seeing what MJ is doing. Maybe that's a different universe for oh MJ, that's an mj who he hasn't met who he yet is. yeah oh yeah, no like he's a, hit, yeah. peter parker doesn't exist in this universe right <laughs> and he goes up to like say to meet mj because that's his love or whatever um that is absolutely possible but i am choosing hope i'm choosing <laughs> to believe that now. <laughs> yeah i choose to believe that we're going to be able to keep tom holland in the uh, the MCU. That's what I'm choosing. Hope today, today, today. He chose hope. Let it be known. <laughs> let's let's get back to feedback. I just forgot that we were supposed to do that up top, and I just spaced. Okay, so let's run space. through some more feedbacks. Spin space. space. That was in the <laughs> chat. Um, like Haley Hobbs said, space, and I was like, suns belong in space, not in the atmosphere. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of feel like J. Jonah yeah, Jameson do. needs to say that because mm -hmm. that would be really great to hear him just be like, sons belong in space. I I cannot wait to see him like fully J. Jonah Jameson out through a whole movie. Oh, yeah. Like I want an entire uh, J. Jonah Jameson movie. Like I would love, <laughs> just love a full J. Jonah Jameson I need movie. a series of, I need a, I need a J. Oh. Jonah Jameson series. That is yes. reminiscent of the newsroom on HBO. Do you remember that? Yes. It was yes, so I do. good. I need that, but oh. JJ. <laughs> please, 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 Marvel. Oh. Do a J. Jonah Jameson series. Why would you not do that? Why would you not? Why that would you not? That could be your comedy it, like, series. It doesn't have to be damage control anymore. It needs to be mm -hmm. JJ freaking out in response to the Avengers doing something or Spider-Man crashing through a window somewhere or, you know, anything like that. Any of these, these low level heroes where he's like, they're a menace. <laughs> like, 
I yeah. love it. I'd also love to. He- I hope that he's in the She-Hulk series. Yes, like commenting on all the all the cases that she's taking. I want it so bad. Okay, let's get back. Okay, let's okay, okay, okay. John Litz. What is John Litz? John Litz, one of our patrons, patrons, says, I think this could be setting up the Thunderbolts, too. Imagine the U.S. government strips Walker of his Captain America title, only to then be approached by Thunderbolt Ross and take up the U.S. agent mantle. I could do this, theorize, all day. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I like it. I think that's him or Barefoot Contessa. <laughs> <laughs> Who I will call her that for the rest of the time that she's in the shows, because that's my favorite name for anybody. <laughs> okay. okay. The barefoot Contessa. <laughs> I keep referring to her as JLD, and it makes people question, like, my sanity, because they're like, Jeff thinks that he's tight with <laughs> with her. Well, I call Daniel, Day- Daniel Day-Lewis as DDL forever. Oh, yeah. We got yeah. DDL, so we got fine. RDJ, we got... <laughs> JDL. We got JDL. We got DDR. It's a good cardio. Yeah, DDR is great cardio. God. <laughs> Eric Kapaz, Kapaz on on Patreon uh, said, "Hey, Matt, Jeff, and Ashley. See, they they put her last because you keep telling them to." <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, Quill. I'm sorry. I didn't mean it. Yeah, I was, I was very upset tell that you Quill. insulted Ashley. Very, very upset. <laughs> anyway, he says, "Hey, Matt, Jeff, and Ashley. I have a power broker theory." I love these. The most recent attempt to develop a super soldier serum in universe was back in the incredible Hulk. And the person with access to it was Thunderbolt Ross. When we hear in Fatwas about the serum and how it is different, the developer says it's going to be different with no clinking machines or jacked up bodies. This sounds similar to what Blonsky got in the Hulk. We don't know if Ross was snapped away, but if he wasn't, I can see him being very upset that the Avengers who remained at the compound were all left to live as none of them had signed the Accords, or if they had, they had since broken them. Nat went to Cap's side, Rhodey refused to arrest Cap and his team at the beginning of Infinity War, etc. What if, in anger, Ross left the United States and went to Madripoor to to try to finish the Super Soldier Serum, either legally or not? Sharon would likely have had some connection with him as a former S.H.I.E.L.D. and CIA officer, so he may have trusted her when he could not find anyone else to trust in the city, hence her having access to satellites. This could lead to him becoming Red Hulk and lead into the She-Hulk series. Also, in this most recent episode, when Walker was going into the fight, after he had given himself the serum, I think I saw a twitch that may show his neurological deterioration as a sign of the serum and probable PTSD. I don't know if you noticed that. Thanks for all the work you do. Love you 9,000. You can split that up however you feel necessary between the three of you. Eric. <laughs> Eric Cuphead. I will take 8,600. Wow. Okay. Uh, uh, all right. Seems selfish. That leaves okay. you both somewhere in the low 300s, right? <laughs> uh, no, that leaves us with 200 apiece. <laughs> Close enough. Close That's enough. low 300s. Um, all right. Yeah, I it think is this Mouse. is... Absolutely some good theories Eric has. I think that we are likely going to get uh, Thunderbolts coming really soon. And I don't know. Why haven't we seen? Well, well that's the thing. We are seeing Thunderbolts. Ross is was supposed to be in Black Widow before all of this. So it's like if these shows are more things that are connecting towards Thunderbolts, I could totally see that. Is Black Widow our convergence point at this point? Is this is Black Widow the new Avengers movie? Is this the team up? Nah, 
No, I don't. I don't think we're going to get any of these characters from these shows in Black Widow. Uh, I don't know, man. I, I'm thinking JLD is going to be there, and Ross is going to be mm, there. It's possible. Me too. Like, well, I think Ross is going to be there, but he's not in any of these shows yet. Right. Well, I'm saying like Ross and JLD mm-hmm. are going to be, you know, doing their their talking uh, in whatever ways yeah. they mm-hmm. do. Mm-hmm. Possible. Well, uh, I used to date Fury, not Ross. <laughs> I hope all of that comes up. You know where Fury is right now. Space. Space. Space Force Fury. Space Fury. Fox Force Femme or whatever. Fox Force Fox Five. Force five. <laughs> Ketchup. Oh, man. All right. Let's go. Well, we have BD Washington, another patron. BD Washington, one of the patrons. That's a great podcast, as always, on episode five. Speaking as a black man from the South, I think it's important to remember at every stage of history, there has been a Sam Wilson who has had an Isaiah Bradley. From political icons like Frederick Douglass, MLK, and Fannie Lou Hamer, to the legendary athletes, or to legendary athletes like Jesse Owens, Althea Gibson, and Jackie Robinson, they were all given their own form of the Isaiah talk. I certainly was. Mm. It's a harmful and dreadful choice. Listen to the wisdom of experience and genuine love being expressed in the moment by an elder to protect and to preserve, or try to forge a different path forward in the face of a documented record of pain, suffering, racism, and yes, even death. The harmful, quote-unquote, and impossible part is that once you're eventually met with one new instance of that old pain— the Isaiah in your life may not feel it worthwhile to offer more guidance. Being alone to navigate injustice can potentially become even lonelier. I also want to make clear, because people mind-bogglingly still think this, racism in the United States has and never will be confined to the South. Okay, I'm done. Smiley face. <laughs> and that is, that is true. These are heavy words that I'm being allowed to read. I... Yeah. Thank you, BD, for writing that in. I, I don't have much else to say. Uh, to, uh, th- it's just, I hate that. I, ha- I just hate, I hate that it's that way. I hate that, um, I hate people. Community, people are the worst. Uh, people are the people worst. Are the worst. I, I just hate that the black community has to think about that talk to their, to their further generations right? because they, they have, you know, such a, such a negative experience in America I mean, that, that, that has to be the thing. It's the same way with, with women. They have to get a talk from their mom of like, okay, this is how you have to hold your keys, like your freaking Wolverine, so that you might be able to defend yourself against an assailant and be sure to always keep Mace in your purse. And, 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 and there's all these things. There's all these, mm-hmm. all these checkboxes that they have to go over in life. Uh, Ashley, I'm sure you've gotten, you know, similar kind of, uh, talks and walkthroughs of how to live as a woman in the world. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's, it's depressing. It's disappointing. It's just, it's shitty that, that that has to happen yeah. to people. <sighs> you just got to smile and take the cat calls and the, the off, you know, ugh, let's not get into it. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and it's, it's just, it's just an awful, awful, awful situation that so much has been done and is continuing to be done in the name of racism and also sexism. Um, and I just, we just got to see some change. And I, I've been really impressed with this show and the conversations that it started in so many ways. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Man, that um, <sighs> that TikTok video. Uh, I'm, I'm going to mention one for you, Matt. <laughs> Straw hat goofy. Straw hat goofy. True? Yeah, where he was yeah, saying like, yeah. "You guys didn't even want to have the conversation. You didn't want to yeah. even hear it. Like after this episode, can you honestly tell me that this is not what this show is trying to do? Is explain yeah. and show the systemic racism in the country? Like, how yeah. can you say it's anything else? Yep. Yeah, <sighs> you can't, and that's. I've been saying it all along, but a lot of these scenes have been like, you know, Rorschach tests for like how you Mm -hmm. see this and like people's people are seeing it all differently and all this stuff. But like, you know, this scene, the the scene with Isaiah Bradley was pretty clear what some of what some of the themes they're trying to drive home with the show are and what BD points out there. And we talked about it in the last episode, but like the decision Sam has to make to like trust Isaiah who is telling him there's no way they're ever going to accept you like, or to follow through with the legacy that he thinks is important. It clearly thinks is important. He's like weeping over the blood on the shield. Like, I just, I don't know. It's just, uh, it's such an interesting place for his character right now. I think yeah. it was so important that his sister was like, you know, don't listen. Like you don't, don't let that man make your decisions. Yeah. You got to make your decisions for, for his yourself. sister to say that was very important. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're going to let him get all up in your head and tell you what you think is important about life. And mm-hmm. like, ah, it's, it's so great that Sam has such a strong person in his life to, mm-hmm. to, you know, course correct him when he's going off the rails. Mm-hmm. Cause uh, we need Sam Wilson as a hero. You know, we need him yeah. as captain America. He's the Captain America we yeah. deserve. <laughs> and he's the one we need. Yeah, he's the one we need. And uh the the story with that Isaiah told um we've talked about it in the um in the Strain of Panna chat, but like I I didn't think about at first the the fact that there was such a parallel between Isaiah Bradley's story of like my friends and mm-hmm. my squad mates are are captured they're POWs behind enemy lines, and I went to go and get them. I, being a yep. super soldier, went to go and save them because I knew mm-hmm. that I could, and I knew that I was probably the only one to be able to do it. And like Captain America did the exact same thing in the first Avenger. He went to save yep. Bucky and all of the other he got the Howling Commandos out. Like yep. he saved everybody. He did the exact same thing and he was celebrated as a hero. Given this yeah. mantle, put on TV, trading cards, mm-hmm. like all this shit. And then they put Isaiah Bradley mm-hmm. in jail because they were scared his story might get out. Yep. Disgraceful. And they wanted to experiment on him and jail's the best way to cover that up, what they were doing to him. Yep. Yeah, it's, there's so many wonderful connections to the, the movies and little subtle connections like that. And I I was immediately thinking of Steve and his actions in World War II when, when that scene came up. But the thing that I did not remember is the line when he comes back uh, after saving everyone, he comes, he comes back and talking to Tommy Lee Jones. He says, um, I'm here to turn myself in for disciplinary, disciplinary action, sir. And he says, Oh, that won't be necessary, son. Yeah. And like, Mm -hmm. that is the systemic racism that we are talking about. And like a lot of what we see in policing is those sorts of decisions that get made for white people that don't get made for black people. 
And that is a lot of the systemic racism in policing is just like letting a white person go when you wouldn't let a black person go. Caliber Explosion, one of our patrons. This looks like the last of the patron messages. Uh, it says, have another theory brewing because I don't sleep and this is the stuff I usually think about at night. Final episode. Sam takes on the mantle and the shield, officially becomes Captain America, puts on the Wakandan-made vibranium cap suit, saves the day mm. from the Flag Smashers mm-hmm. before America and the world. On TV, Isaiah is watching, has a change of heart about Sam, another black man, being Captain America. Especially being that mm. brave and courageous to do the right thing without powers. Isaiah, the original black super soldier, gives him a gift. Way back then, he took a vial of the original serum, same one that he and Steve Rogers got and gives it to Sam. Huge moment. Tears between them. Isaiah says, you've given me hope again. I never thought that was possible until I saw you standing there before the world, having saved all those people in that suit with that shield. I have something for you. And gives him the super soldier serum. Vial. Do what the world wouldn't let me do then. Be what the world wouldn't let me be then. And Sam got Steve's blessing and Isaiah's blessing. Both were necessary for Sam to take on the mantle. Mm. Mm. He the, doesn't take it. Sam smashes it. That's the first thing I think of. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, he doesn't take He's it. He's like, thanks, but I don't need it. Well, he doesn't take it in comics, but it's possible he could get it in the movies. I mean, yeah, it's possible that he could get it. I wouldn't it. love that. Yeah, I don't... You would not love that? No. That's one thing I really enjoy about his character. Is that he is able to do it, yeah. I mean, a nanotech suit's going to be pretty helpful. <laughs> Let's not. I mean, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. No, he's gonna. He's got some real Iron Man uh, power happening with 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 the tech he's already had, and now this new Wakandan suit. I can't wait. Yeah, yeah. Mm. I. Oh, but, did you did you see the picture on the on the chat where it was he, like he opens the case and it's just a bunch of Turkish delight. No. And it's because Zemo sent the case. That'd be hilarious. <laughs> oh, yes. I love that. I love that so much. Oh, God. It's irresistible. I I want that. I want that to be like one of the possibilities of the, you know, the branch timelines that we get in Loki is like a mm-hmm. flash on the screen is like Sam opens the case and it's just a bunch of Turkish delight. <laughs> like, oops, so silly. that's a, that's a bad future. That's the one, that's the one where New York gets destroyed. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> that's so dumb. That's funny. Though. Anyway. Okay. So I'm going to skip down to this one. Cause I really, I really want to talk about it. Uh, Lauren Waters sent us an email Saying, hello, Ashley and crew. That's right. <laughs> Kidding. Hi, Matt and Jeff. <laughs> uh, she still put me last. Anyway. So, it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. At least she got your name right. Yeah. Tim and the other guy. <laughs> we need to make that podcast of Matt, Jeff, Tim, and the other guy. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so Lauren says, so while watching this week's Fatwas episode, I noticed before cutting to Sharon... We did two long holes on the same painting. My, symbolim, my symbolism senses were tingling, so I did some digging, and the painting is the Raft of the Medusa. It's a rather well-known painting of the wreckage of the frigate Medusa, or the, the Medusa, a French passenger vessel. Um, now, she gets, she gets a, a, a fact wrong here. Um, 
She says that the Medusa Whoa. was carrying 147 people. I looked it up after reading the email. I was like, that's really cool. And like started digging into it. Um, so it was 147 people. She says that the Medusa was carrying that. That's what the raft had um, at the beginning. They were, they were dragging that many people on it. Anyway, there were like 250 or something like that with crew and everything, but only 15 of these 147 people survived on this raft uh, after partaking in cannibalism and horrific acts of violence. And of those 15, five more would die just days after rescue. Dark stuff. Now, as much fun as random art knowledge is, it's the meaning of the painting that I think might be important, particularly relating to Sharon and a possible heel turn for her. The painting has been interpreted to show that in times of true crisis, there are no heroes, just desperate, selfish people, and in the end, everyone will do whatever it takes to survive or to come out on top, regardless of moral conscience. I, if this doesn't already scream villain turn, I would add that the fact that the acts of violence and necessity of survival were largely attributed to the captain of the ship who abandoned his crew and passengers after leading them into the wreckage. Sounds a lot like Sharon's anger towards Steve to me. Ironically, mm. both Steve and this crew and this guy's crew ended up on a raft. <laughs> <laughs> However, the Avengers seemed to come out a little bit better. I was already riding pretty strong with the Sharon as the power broker squad, but this really secured my belief in the theory. I attached the painting below and a few links to articles about its history below, and I would love to know your thoughts. Is this actual foreshadowing, or am I just looking for Mephisto's in wallpaper? Have an awesome week, and sorry for the long feedback. Please take any condensing liberties you need, Lauren. I think this is absolutely foreshadowing. Oh, yeah. I still don't know if she's going to be the power broker or if she's going to be working for the power broker, but like, yeah, she's definitely taking a villain turn. And and then in this episode, we also have her contacting Betrock, which we know who we know wants to, wants to kill Sam. And I think she knows that. So like she's trying to kill Sam Wilson right now. She is the villain. Or she thinks that she might be able to like play him and be able to protect Sam. And sure. I think that she put Batrock in place as part of the, you know, like, like a contingency. She, when she said that we have a couple of problems after the mm-hmm. episode where Nagel died, I think it's Nagel died. So we have nobody to produce the serum. We're out of the serum still. And, uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier are on the trail of, right. Of See, Carly. I, I think that line is so signature to like, we have a problem. And then she's like, a couple of them, actually. That's such a villain way of saying those two darn kids are, you know, like, right. two problems, actually. Mm-hmm. Like, that's very much, I, I don't know. I still think that, but. I just, I think that it's, Nagel is dead, so we no longer have this guy that can produce the serum. Because, like, if he's still around and he can still make the serum, like, it doesn't matter that Carly stole some. Like, Charlie stole some. She can just be killed. And like, if we get the serum back, cool. We have that. To Depends use. on how long it took to produce because sometimes, sometimes certain serums, I know in, in movies, we always have like Fitz and Simmons or whatever that can like produce something in an hour. But a lot of these types of things actually like have processes they have to go through yeah. to be created. Like, um, I was listening to a story about like the creation of vaccines, uh, before we, did what we did now with the mRNA vaccines. Like you had to like infect a person and then either like get their antibodies or like get a, you know, some form of vaccine and it has to run its course and it takes time to 
culture enough and grow enough to make a thing. Like it could be that like making super soldier serum was a three year process and they just finished it. And now they're, you know, Nagel, even if you could make it, it would be a while. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it could be, I don't know. Well, no, he said, uh, he got, he got, before he could finish his work, he got snapped away. And it's oh, yeah. been six months since they got back. And in that six months, he's been able to create 20 vials. Unless, yeah. Uh, oh, that's right. The reason he said he couldn't is because they didn't have any more sample, right? That's why they were stuck at 20 vials. I thought that, I don't know. I don't think I so. I can't remember what exactly was said. I need to go back and rewatch that anyway, scene. Anyway, he's dead. Right. So he can't make yeah. more. And the, it's a problem. That's that is a problem. a problem for sure. And then the one of the people that does have that serum in their blood um, is like the main target of Falcon, Winter Soldier, John Walker, like all of these people. Like she, if she's the power broker, if Sharon's the power broker, she needs these people to not be on Carly. They need to focus on somebody else so that she can get Carly and extract the serum out of her. Hmm. I wonder if um, Sam wouldn't have told Sharon that all of the vials had been destroyed. So Carly still trying to play the power broker wouldn't really work. If Mm. it was Sharon, if he gave her any kind of update about what would happen, what happened, which I feel like he would. He probably would. I don't know. I, Mm. I don't know. I mean, yeah, well, but she also seems to be watching and knowing everything anyway. She seems to have just as good of intelligence. Right. So why would she be texting Carly? Like, give me the serum still. Mm. Or I'll kill you. You know, if she doesn't already know all as we, as we discussed last week, like there is more serum possibly because we, we saw some get smashed, but like, uh, we went back and looked at that scene and there's only eight in that pouch that you can see. You only ever see eight in that pouch. I thought there was 11 vials on the floor. Uh, no, you only ever see, I think, like six vials on the floor. No, I think we counted not seven in the not pouch and eight one. on the floor. Okay. Anyway, it's nowhere near the 12 it would have to be. Cause there's, there were started with 20, then there were eight super soldiers that we know of created. And then, so that leaves 12. John Walker got one. We see like six or seven smashed and we only ever see seven inside the pouch. So like, and even if the pouch I was I swear full, somebody shared a thing that said there was 11 on the floor. I'll have to see if I can find it. No, nah, we did like a fra- fra- uh, frame by frame last week, and there's only ever seven. There's never more than seven on screen at a time. Yeah, it's, um, it's, it's convenient, you know? It's real convenient right. to not It'll be show weird. them like that. It will be weird if they... Like, haven't mentioned till now that Carly has like a second, uh, pouch hidden somewhere. Yeah. It definitely seems I, like all I'll the stuff. I'll stash some away gone. just in case. Well, you know, she smashed that one away under that, uh, in, in that graveyard. Like, maybe she has another stash somewhere else, but it did, it seems pretty unlikely. Yeah. At this yeah. point. Yep. Anyway, so next up, Megan Weber sent us an email. Uh, hello, Matthew, Jeff, and Ashley. I am a new panda since WandaVision, and I absolutely love the dynamic of your group so much. Listening to your podcast is like being with friends and more and more, or a more and more rare commodity in our current world. I just wanted to be yet another voice thanking you for all the effort you put into this podcast in order to bring us joy. 
I also want to be another to thank you for discussing the civil rights issues at the forefront of this show. Not to do so would be disingenuous to the narrative, not to mention insincere to the varied minorities around the world that cannot escape these issues on a daily basis. This is life, not politics. I'm so happy I found your podcast this year, and I cannot wait to continue listening for years to come. Now speaking to Ashley directly. I feel that we would be best friends. I feel <laughs> very seen by your comments thirsting toward everyone, especially the panty-dropping comment about Bucky recharging his arm last week. I'm glad I wasn't the only one attracted to that metal arm. Peace, love, and kindness, Meg. Yes, very strapping young gentleman. <laughs> he is indeed, he is indeed. Yep, I, all of them. Make my <laughs> cheeks flush. <laughs> which which cheeks? Sorry. Um, nope, oof. my face cheeks. <laughs> <laughs> like good girls, like good church Christian girls. Just makes me feel a little flush. <laughs> good. <laughs> Good. I'm glad. Just keep keeping the keeping the thirst cap on tonight. All right. All right. Yeah. But Megan, I'm, I'm just showing people this isn't what they really want. <laughs> like how boring. Should we? Should oh. we just talk about it? No. You're doing it. You're, you're doing the whole oh, no. like this is John. This is John Walker with the shield. Ashley actually thirsting is is Sam Wilson. Sam with Wilson. The shield. Yeah. 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 Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. yeah. We should talk about it though. I mean, only if Ashley wants to. Does Ashley want to talk about it? Just do it quick. We don't have a lot of time. Do it quickly. We have more yeah, feedback. No, we're not, That's we're not more gonna, like, important we're not than like, this is people's, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, we had a couple pieces. Of, we, as we said often, we get feedbacks that are like literally polar opposites all the time. And uh, one of the things we got this week was uh, a couple of people wrote in saying that they uh, did not like any of the thirst commentary. They think yeah. it's inappropriate. I got me too, um, everybody. <laughs> yeah, literally, they literally brought up Me Too and that uh, Ashley could be Me Tooed for the way she talks about these people. And there's a difference. Um, mm-hmm. I hear you that it may not be your taste to hear some thirst commentary, but it is very different. Me Too is about power dynamics and like I keep an eye on things to try yeah. to make sure we don't get overly crude or explicit. We got kids watch kids that listen to this stuff. But like, I also think it's actually an important thing to have. Um, as Megan said, like she feels seen because mm-hmm. I don't think that it is very common that there are spaces for ladies to be allowed to have their thirst commentary yeah. uh, and, out. And I'm, I love it. I love it. Yeah. I think it's and hilarious. It's, you know, we're, we can get a little trashy on the Facebook page, but you know, here when we read comments, it's, you know, it's, it's tasteful thirst, you know, it's not <laughs> descriptive. We're not, I'm not up here, you know, what's her name? I'm not making song, you know, we're not WAP level right. yet. <laughs> we're, we're, we're I mean, not maybe over on TikTok. Yet. I'm not sure, but that don't go there if you're. <laughs> oh yeah. No, no, no. Um, this has been great. That's the thing I was, I've been impressed. We did that a uh, hundred days of thirst for Captain America on TikTok. And this is the thing is like, yes, there are a few posts where she's just like, look at that sexy man. And that's mm-hmm. fine. But a lot of them are like, look how sweet he is. Like, that's the thing yeah. is like, yeah, w- women, <laughs> Men have proven themselves to often 
not do a good job at expressing themselves yeah. in the about the about such things, which is why it's more uncomfortable for men to do it. Yeah. But ladies, yeah. ladies uh, tend to do a better job, at least. And I just, you know, I have heroes like Chelsea Handler and Natasha Leggero, right. and you know, just I'm not afraid to to go there because it's okay for men, and you know. It's going to be yeah. okay for me too. And now that it's not okay for men doesn't mean that it's not okay for me to still tastefully, you know, those guys are working out all the time and not eating food for a reason. And it's for me to thirst over them. Like, let's all be serious. You know, Chris <laughs> yeah. Hemsworth isn't doing what he's doing to his body for the men. I mean, maybe for some of them, but like, he's not just like, yeah, I want to look like a God for, for the heterosexual. Yeah. Men. Like, or for, for everybody. He's doing it for us is my point. <laughs> here's the thing. It's our guiding star that we always have on this show, this podcast, which is if it's in the show, we talk about it. And like this season, we've had a lot of pushback because of the racial stuff, mm-hmm. but it's in the show. We're going to talk about it. And like the Marvel movies are pretty explicitly like, yeah. Showing off male bodies all the time. Yeah. Hems- and the fact that, <laughs> I mean, you know, Darcy in Thor jeans are like, like <laughs> yeah. Darcy in Thor when, when Hemsworth had his shirt off is like, you know, for a homeless guy, he's pretty cut. Like, yeah. Explicitly- his, he's like Christina Aguilera level, like, uh, jeans on. Like, those jeans yeah. were an inch yeah. up from his you know, hammer. I mean, <laughs> I didn't do that. <laughs> Feige signed off on that. Nobody likes getting negative feedback. And yeah. like we, we, we hear all the negative feedback we get, but I personally think it is actually an important voice that you have. Um, Ashley, the, thirst. I appreciate the voice of thirst. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I will say like breaking out, like, Bucky laying there on the couch, waking up to like the kids playing. Oh, yeah. And I don't, not the kids, but like him, you know, just, just him. out. Like well, that could have been my couch. It could have been anybody's couch. <laughs> it, you know, I was like, Oh, good morning. It was really nice to see him smile. Yeah. Somebody else pointed out that every other time we've seen him wake up in the movies and in this, he like wakes up from a nightmare. Yeah. On the floor. And, like, on the floor on a nightmare. And this was like him waking up smiling and happy. And that was a mm-hmm. really great moment. Yeah. And not like really that great. fake smile with the therapist. Yeah. 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 Not that whole, I am no longer the winter soldier smile. It's the genuine, like, I really like what's going on here. Smile. Mm-hmm. And Ashley's yeah. like, that could have been me. <laughs> but I love him and Sarah. That was adorable. Cause that was, that was me and all of us. Hi. Hi. Hello there. My pearls. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Clutch them. I dropped my napkin. <laughs> oh no, can you pick that up for me? Yeah. Oh, good. <laughs> Katie Rose Button. I'm flushed just thinking about it. I know. I know. I can hear it. <laughs> Katie Rose Button had us on Facebook that so there's been a lot of talk, obviously, about the shield being sullied as a symbol by the murder. I trust Marvel to redeem the shield as a symbol. I don't think the blood will be what we leave this show with as a lasting memory. The entire theme of this show has been redemption and atonement in a way. Bucky is working through his list, albeit in the wrong way, as Sam pointed out. Sam is working to help his family after being somewhat absent doing superhero things. Can't talk right now. I'm doing superhero shit. And even Zemo Mm. is working with Sam and Bucky, which you wouldn't have expected before this. 
Now that Sam has the shield, he's not just working to restore the symbol, but the whole legacy of the shield. I think he understands what Isaiah's, uh, what Isaiah was saying, but Sam is choosing to take the responsibility to restore and redeem the status of the shield through the most cap-like path, doing the right thing regardless of what other people tell you. As Peggy said, even if everyone is telling you that something wrong is something right, even if the whole world is telling you to move, it's your duty to plant yourself like a tree, to look them in the eye and say, no, you move. I trust that we will see Sam step into Steve's shoes and be very different, but just as good. No ass kissing here. You guys suck. Just <laughs> just kidding. Love you, 300. She told me Love her original cares. ending that that was going to be fire, Ashley. Oh, <laughs> She's wow. like, but I heard you had a rough week. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so funny. That's great. That's great. Oh man. Good good email. Good email, Katie Rose. I love it. Yeah. That's uh I, I love the I love that theme of redemption and atonement and mm-hmm. and you know reconciling the the history of the shield and the the symbol that it represents with you know modern yeah. day society and like making it something new and better and, and forging forward. I, well, and redeeming the idea of America in Sam's mind after he finds out what happened to Isaiah. Yeah. And that the, 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 the whole idea of the shield and what it means and the way Carly feels about it and the way she feels like it's just an imperialistic symbol, you know, and, and mm-hmm. trying to redeem that whole idea, not just the shield as a symbol, but like the idea behind the shield. And that's, uh, that's really huge and really interesting. I, I, I'm yeah. Yeah. Look, definitely think she's, she's right on the money. Uh, it's about redeeming yeah. the sort of like redeeming ideals to just the entire, uh, Carly says at one point, you know, uh, heroes can't, that's, that's, that's the heroes of yesterday or whatever. Like now heroes have to like, have to be willing to get their hands dirty. And Sam's not willing to do that, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And this is about trying to pick up that legacy that Steve left. Yeah. Um, Stephen Demaretz, uh sent us an email that's kind of, you know, roughly, or that, that's expanding on this. Uh, it says, this series is about nuance. We've become so red and blue, you know, black, white, hero, villain, Christian, everyone else, guns, no guns in America. We've lost the ability to see shades of things and issues. Every person in this series has a shade and some nuance. Everyone. My daughter was used to Thanos bad. In WandaVision, we started to see shades in Agatha, Wanda, and Vision. She was caught a little off guard by this, and we talked about it. Now everyone has a shade. Is Walker totally bad? The whole time, does he have good points? Is he being drawn to extremism? Is that bad? Are the Flag Smashers? Is Zemo? Is Bucky? These are discussions I'm having with my daughter after every episode. Marvel is trying to teach us nuance and understanding and that extremism is bad. Thank you. Mm. <laughs> Good ending. Steven's going I, along with your, uh, your militant centrism, Matt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I, I don't necessarily think it's about militant centrism, but I do think it's about taking any cause to a certain extreme where you become the, the, the villain, you know, and that's, that's, uh, both Carly's story and, um, Walker's story, you know, taking their, 
their, whatever their cause is to the extreme that they do things that like they can't, that aren't justified, you know? Yeah. Well, it's that, it's that thing that we've talked about how, you know, a villain is, is kind of roughly defined as like somebody who is so incensed with their own, uh, their own crusade or their own, you know, path or whatever that they no longer accept counsel from the outside. And so, yeah, yeah. and so like these villains are, you know, if whatever side of the spectrum political or otherwise that they end up on, they've gone so far in one direction that they cannot take any criticism or any discussion or counsel from the other side of that spectrum. You know, no matter how far, if you're not with me, you're against me, that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's tough and it's hard to hear as some, you know, we, I think we all, uh, many of us have found ourselves at those extremes, uh, in the last few years with politics and stuff. And, and, and it's, it's, it's really hard to listen to the side you disagree with so vehemently on some things. Um, and I, I love that Steven's having these conversations with his daughter. That's so cool. Yeah. So, so cool. Yeah. Um, because yeah. that's what the show is setting up those kinds of conversations. It just kind of awesome. makes me feel like I might be a bad parent. Cause I've got a 12 and a 14 year old that just watched all five episodes. And like, we haven't said a word about it. <laughs> <laughs> like, Oh, we yeah, might need to catch up. I, me- I meant to bring this up a few episodes ago. Cause my, my buddy has two kids who are very young. Like, I don't know, five and three or four and six, something like that. Um, and, it's very funny. After about four episodes, I don't know. Is that, I guess about for three, maybe it was before the shield incident. Uh, it was before the, you know, the, the murder, um, it was three episodes. But, uh, yeah. So his, his daughter was like, you know, I think I like the old captain America better, <laughs> <laughs> which I just loved. Yep. I loved it so much. Cause like they they didn't get all the nuance of like, the you know they just see the symbol and they're like oh yeah it's Captain America we root for that guy and then like he's just like three episodes in the little girl's like mm, nah I think I like the old Captain America better <laughs> can we go back to him <laughs> that's my girl <laughs> yep I love it so much yep I love it so much and uh, it's not confirmed uh, based on that story that it's a matter of thirst but do you think it's probably going to end up there. What? What are you talking about? The four-year-old? Yeah, like eventually she's going to be like, <laughs> I like the other one better because he's hotter. Like no, right now, I don't it's, think that's it's about part of character. the story at all. Like right yeah. now, it's he about character. Has but it's gonna... a very trustworthy face. Yeah. <laughs> like if he pulled up to me with a van and was like, "Hey, little girl, I got some puppies," I'd be like, "What? Who needs puppies?" <laughs> you had me at hello. You had me at windowless van. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, do you want me to get in there? I'll let myself in. <laughs> you just leave this thing unlocked? That's really unsafe in this kind of neighborhood. <laughs> oh, God. Even when he has that crazy mustache. <laughs> oh, that's so great. All right, last last two. Let's last okay, okay, last yeah, two. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Stephen Bramwood says, guys, did you miss the mid credit scene? Only mid credit scene of the series so far. John hammering out his own shield. Too bad Netflix canceled Punisher because it sure looks like a job for Frank Castle hunt down and kill <laughs> Captain Crunch America. 
<laughs> in comics, Frank takes up the shield and fights skinheads, so you'd get more race relations text. Uh, think we'll ever hear from Netflix defenders Frank, Daredevil, Jessica, Luger, Danny again? Anyway, can't believe it's over in a week, and then MCU show... <laughs> what? And then MCU show hole <laughs> until Loki, June 11th. First May with no Marvel in years, right? Mmm, that's a good point. Black Widow July can't come soon enough. Uh, this would we actually be the second May that has. Yeah, no we didn't have anything last. Well, no, May. no, no, no. We got Agents. Of Sh- we got Agents of Shield last year. Okay, we didn't have anything true, that mattered true. last. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. <laughs> I don't know. There was there were some really good episodes in that last season of Agents there of were. Shield. There really were, especially the, and that was about when it started. The time skipping one was yeah, so good. Oh, yeah. The one that Henstridge... I've been following Elizabeth Henstridge on TikTok. Oh, yeah. She's been <laughs> dropping videos about uh, like about back behind-the-scenes stuff. And it's yeah, been yeah, so yeah. great and makes me miss the show. You miss the show. <laughs> yeah. Uh, me too. Me too. Um, but we're getting such good stuff now. I just freaking... like. I like Agents of Shield a lot, but it's nothing compared to these new shows. Just, just These new shows are blowing it out of the water. I yeah. love it. And uh, to answer uh, Steve's question, I I think we will see the Defenders again, uh, like at least Daredevil. I hope so. I just if I really think Daredevil will be back. if they drop if they drop those characters and those actors after such an amazing run, especially uh, such an amazing run of Daredevil. Like mm-hmm. season three was incredible. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Like. If if somebody else other than Charlie Cox comes in, like hashtag not my Matt, am I right? Yeah, not <laughs> mine either. I'm my Matt. Right. Exactly. <laughs> Thank you for getting the joke I was going toward. <laughs> uh last piece of feedback. Omar said, I think I found a shred of evidence that points to Sharon Carter as the power broker. <laughs> we got a lot of these. Yes. <laughs> And this is a pretty good one. It's a pretty good Episode one. three, Sharon uses the phrase on borrowed time to Sam, Winter Soldier, and Zemo just before entering the cargo container to find the scientist. In episode four, when Carly is getting a text from the power broker, the power broker also uses the same phrase, borrowed time. Also, the little girl verbal jab in the text makes me believe even more. What do y'all think? Hope to hear you guys bring this up in an upcoming podcast. Thanks for making great content. Omar, I am so down for this. Thank you for bringing up more <laughs> evidence to back this fantastic theory. Mm-hmm. It's a good theory. I good love theory. it. Um, this is this is some of the most direct evidence, which, I mean, not that two people can't say the phrase borrowed time, but if you're going to get put clues in a show, like these are the kinds of clues you put, like little yeah. little language clues and little, um, like those pa- the painting is a great clue. Yep. Um I like it a lot. And the little girl thing, like also the little girl verbal jab, like that, that reminds me of just like Sharon's a mean girl, isn't she? Yeah. Oh yeah. Sharon's the mean girl. You can't sit with us. Well, I mean, Sharon also like, I think it's because Sharon has gotten embittered and rightfully so. Yeah. Rightfully so. But like whenever she was in, uh, whenever they were all in her loft and she was like, you know, Sam doesn't have a shirt on. Oh, that's much better. Like she was saying to mm-hmm. Sam, like, you know, that whole superhero thing is just, it's all bullshit, right? You know, it's, it's yeah. all, it's all just a huge 
hypocrisy, I think is the, the term she used. She's, she is so just completely jaded against that at this point. Yeah, her uncle did make out with her, yeah, though, but so, like, I get I it. imagine you thought that you might have been Captain America's next girlfriend. He's, forget your aunt, it's about you now. And then he never calls you again. Oof. All the U.S. stuff aside, that alone, like, he'll have to know fury. <laughs> he'll have to know fury as a Sharon Scorn. Okay? I am kind of on her uh, side. <laughs> yeah, I get I it. I get it. Scorched Earth. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm guessing you got a few uh, live chat things I do. there. Ash. I have four. Let's jump to a quick commercial break, and then uh, oh, yeah. we'll be right back after this ad. We have no control over. And we're back. and we're back. And we're Are back. Are we not supposed to do that? We did. Did we decide to? Not oh, do we're that? doing it every. No, no, no. Every time. Every time. Every time. Okay. I'm just very. I'm varying it up. You know. I, every I don't time. Know. I just decided to do something different this okay. time. Yeah. I see how you guys would respond. <laughs> okay. Um, Ashley, what do we it, got? Is it Eli Kr? Oh, that's Kyle Ray. It's Kyle Ray. Kyle Ray. Come on, Kyle. Okay. He did Kyle, Kyle backwards <laughs> and way backwards. Oh, I see it. I see it. Make it readable. Um, Hathaway says, it's already hard enough. Uh, the power broker is clearly Mickey Mouse, right? He owns Marvel after all. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I really enjoyed that. Um, okay. Lee Water says, uh, the shield takes such a different movement in this show. A symbol of American strength and national exceptionalism built on a stolen African resource. The symbolism of that versus Wakanda gifting Sam his new suit is just outstanding. Man. Mm, that's a really, really great point. Who said that one? Lee Water- Waters. Lauren. Yeah, I like that. I had never really thought about the fact that... Vibranium. You know, the, the Yeah, the vibranium being an African resource and this symbol is... Uh, exceptionalism being built on that's like got some real slavery vibes um look at how good our economy works when we don't pay for labor like that's yeah the, you know literally how america was built Oof. that's gonna make peggy carter and what if like peggy carter being the, the symbol kind of a a lot more troubling right oh with it being england with it colonialism being <laughs> such a yeah oh yeah. no it's a whole nother issue oh don't think about oh, it. Just oh. enjoy the show. Just, push it down. <laughs> push the bad feelings away. Yeah. At least we're not we're not British. Sorry, guys. <laughs> At least, At we're, least not we're not British. No, cut that. <laughs> <laughs> Marker. Okay. Craft in America says. <laughs> okay, I, I can either cut it or I can just say it's a joke. It's a joke. We're not really. Yeah. We're not really bad. Yeah, it was a joke, but also we're not better than the British. No. Like, well, we did some pretty, uh, America did some pretty screwed yeah. up yeah, stuff. Yeah, 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 uh, And continues to at times. So, yeah. like, yeah. Yeah, it's a joke, everybody. Take a joke. Funny joke. <laughs> Funny joke. Okay. Funny joke. Oh. Funny joke. Well, when you laugh like that, you make it seem like it's not it's a, a joke. joke. <laughs> okay. I don't know oh, how to laugh. Okay. I love that you're fighting so vehemently <laughs> for it being a joke. Like, we know, we know, we're laughing about you it. You guys know, I'm not talking to you. I, okay. <laughs> I'm, so, I'm sorry. <laughs> we have a lot of no, fans think, from Britain. You know, James, he knows I doesn't, I don't mean it. You're talking I actually think James. it's very okay. important on a podcast. Sometimes it's very important after the, after the joking is had to go, 
That was a joke. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I felt like I had to like say all that shit I've been talking about Walker. Like I don't mean Wyatt, I mean John Walker. Right. Yeah, it's yeah. Yeah, you clever. That's what honestly that's the power of podcasting because you have time to do that. Like mm-hmm. in a stand-up bit or whatever, like it, it it removes the illusion completely if you like go, by the way, all these things are jokes, you yeah. know, but like in podcast form you can make jokes and then go I am <laughs> Yeah, joking. I wish oh, we didn't God. have I actually to, believe this. but that's not the world we live in. <laughs> People don't get jokes. Have you gone back and watched Tom Segura completely normal recently? Like once a month. <laughs> like what? <laughs> <Okay. laughs> there was a point where I was just like, holy shit, this guy is so offensive. Like, I love it's the amazing. jokes, but he's so offensive. And like Matt saying just now, like the, the stand-up bits, you just have to commit to like, mm-hmm. this is this is what I have to say. And you have to, ex- you know, you got to accept that these are jokes or you just got to be offended. But like, that's why uh, Anthony Jesselneck is probably my favorite comedian because he gives no, you know, boobs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's just, mm-hmm. he's pretty, yeah. I went back and watched completely normal again recently. was like, man, this is a lot more <laughs> offensive than I remember. Ball duty. Mm-hmm. Why is it so dry? <laughs> Go away. Just to- I'm talking about the first 48. I know. I don't. I'm going to start anyway. quoting it. Anyway, Crapton America says, I just like saying it. I've had to say it like four times. Yeah, it's a really good, it's a really good name. I, had, I think that's new. We haven't had that yet. That's great. I love it. Right from the get-go, Sam is always fine with who he is. Even with Steve running four times as fast as him in the Winter Soldier movies, he is still fine with racing him under his own power. Sam is our human who hangs out with the super people, and we need him to embrace a super role in order to fulfill his arc. A man of super morals like Steve, but without the powers. So humble. Yeah. Mm, I like it. Yeah. that. I, I, I really am wondering if that will continue to be the case for him. Um, I I still think it's very possible he'll take the serum, even though I know in comics he doesn't. I know. He just, I think it's, he said it's no so possible. fast to Zemo. Well, no, I don't, I think if he takes well, it, it'll be someone else giving it to well, him. I think if he takes it, it's going to be someone else giving it to him because he's about to die. That's yeah, possible. like a blood transfusion or something like that. Yeah. What if yeah. it's Walker? Yeah. All of that's uh, possible. Okay. Oh, um, Walker saves his life. Walk- yeah. Oh my no. gosh. Like how, oh. how impactful would it be if somehow he does something so heroic? I'll forgive him for everything. Like, <laughs> and he, and he like, except oh, the murder. How, how, if we end, if we end the show forgiving Walker because he like, you know, he could run off, he could like get away or something, but he decides to stay and give, uh, give blood to Sam who just like saved his life. And then you're like, oh, no, I don't know how to feel. He's a horrible man, but he did a good thing at the end. And ah! I, lo- I, think, I love it. I love all the nuance of the show. I think that would only yeah. like I'm not satisfied with that conclusion. Like, I, I feel unsatisfied right now with that. But like, I think the only way that I might feel satisfied is if Walker like completely sacrifices himself. Mm. Huh. Ah, that's how you could uh, you could forgive him if he completely sacrificed himself. Yeah. For Sam. Right. If he sacrifices himself. So he gives the last few drops of blood. Yeah. If he's just like, don't, like, don't take the needle out. He needs more. And just like, keeps giving, keeps giving. <laughs> I don't know. Well, that, just how do you think he took up. the serum? Do you think he just, you can't just drink it? Well, he went off screen and did it. So I'm assuming he injected it, but. Oh, well, he had to go get a needle somewhere. Huh. I don't know. The, like, the, how did he do it? The little serum vial looks like it has some sort of needle on it, but it's also, mm-hmm. like, it looks like it has a cap over that needle. But yeah. 
that kind of also makes it look like a suppository. So rectally, like that's that exactly just, what I was going to yeah. say. <laughs> rectally inserted it in his anus. <laughs> that's, that's a hard pill to swallow, doctor. It's a suppository. Yes, so don't. <laughs> Bloop. All right, I have one, one more. Vermilion <laughs> <laughs> hmm. One says, I really like this possibility of characters we already know becoming antagonists for reasons that make sense. Mordo became one in the movie, but characters that we've had as protagonists for multiple installments now turning due to their characters responding to events is awesome. Mm-hmm. Yep. Agreed. The best villains are ones you really understand. And, and having a character like this, like Sharon, for instance, who's been in multiple movies. And I mean, even Ross, like Ross has been an antagonist, but never really a villain. Like I'd love to see him make that turn yeah, to where he's really making horrible decisions. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I want to see someone making horrible decisions on screen. So just go watch DC. Oh, 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 I couldn't help and with it. That- <laughs> With that DC slam, I guess that's going to bring us to a close. (laughs) (laughs) It's a good one, Ash. It's a good one. (laughs) It has been a blast podcasting with you two tonight. Thank you for hanging out. Um, And thank you, all you in the chat, in the live watch. Uh, If you're listening to this, uh, Friday morning, we're going to be doing our last live watch of Falcon Winter Soldier. I have been having a great time chatting with everybody. It's It's like hanging out in a room full of people. Uh, watching this show, which is something I haven't done in a long time with the actual, you know, friends in, well over a in, year in I, IRL. Yeah. So man, just, it's been, it's been so good to have this time with you guys. Um, so 8 a.m. Friday morning, we'll be watching Falcon Winter Soldier. Co- join us on scene. Central time. The link will be in the show notes. Central time. Central. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, the link will be in the show notes. Um, so it's a few hours after it comes out. Um, and y- some people watch it. Ahead of time and then come watch it and join in the chat, but no spoilers. I'm one of those people. It'll be the first time. Yeah. It'll be the first time I watch it. I, I can't get up at 3 a.m. and watch it. I have to wait till 8 a.m. I don't. I stay up. You're crazy. It's crazy. I love yeah. you, but you're, you're crazy. crazy. I mean, <laughs> I love you, man, but you're crazy. Is that what Ken said to you when he asked you to marry him? Yeah. <laughs> he was still <laughs> under the effects of the toxins. Oh, right, right. Gotcha. That makes sense. I'll hear you. <laughs> Can't say it out loud. It breaks the spell. <laughs> <laughs> we will be back very soon. Peace out. Until next time, true believers. Bye. Thank you for joining us for the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast. Available everywhere you get podcasts, and now a video version streaming live on twitch.tv slash strandedpandatv and available at youtube.com slash strandedpanda. And if you'd like to learn more about all of our other podcasts, geeky projects, and ways to support the network, visit strandedpanda.com.